She is. Hello. Hello. It's so, I'm not going to lie. Like, it, it could be, first of all, here's my background, everybody. Merry Christmas. So, there you go. Happy holidays, and hopefully you don't get axed. Um, where was I going? I don't know about you. It's so weird because like having conversations before we start recording and then having to go into record mode, I always don't know how to transition that. So I'm just kind of like, we're just going to figure it out, man. Yeah. We're just going to say hello every time, you know, like as if we haven't been talking for the last 20 minutes. Exactly. Okay. Where is the dashboard? I'm trying to pull up our stats. We didn't even do stats last time, did we? Nope. <laughs> last time was just think... a, a little, a little go right into it. Ball there. <laughs> Listen, we're just like we're back and we're trying to be back. Okay. Yes, we yeah. are desperately. <laughs> it's fine. I feel better because like there's a ton of podcasts that the the instagram page follows like other podcasts like we follow on instagram and a few of them have like come back from a hiatus or like whatever so it makes me feel good that we're not the only ones that have to take breaks and stuff um yeah. it, i mean life happens and what a lot of people don't understand is that most of the time especially with new ones that are starting out is that we have full-time jobs and shit happens in our lives that we would never expect and we do the best we can like me and Darcy have been saying it for like weeks on end now. It's like, I don't know where hours go in the day. I truly don't. It's, it's like, as years go by, I feel like my days go by in a blink of an eye. And I'm like, I can't, I, there's so many more things I want to do and I can't do them. And you just, it spirals and, you know, snowballs into this giant thing. And you just have to take a step away sometimes. And even, even now, like I know you heard, you know, you and I both are kind of, still trying to get on to the back of the normalcy of everything, you know, as much as we can. So. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I finally got our stats up. Um, We have 757 downloads right now. So 243 left. Do you see that quick math? Uh. So <laughs> 243 left and we have eight days till the end of the year. I think we can do it. I believe we can do it. Yes. Um, we'll get everyone to do what their part. So just wanted to say we're still doing our countdown. If it annoys you, contribute to the downloads. Thank you to everyone who has. Um, it means a lot to us, especially after taking a small hiatus. Still trying to hit this 1,000 goal by the end of the year. So thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we will be spamming social media, so you'll probably see it there. If you're not, you should be following us. Um, but anyway... We're going to go ahead and say hello to everybody um, in the psych ward. So hello to everyone in the United States. And then we're going to go through the rest of the countries and then we'll hop into the United States. So hello to everybody in the United States. Oh, and also if you don't want to hear the shout outs, which you should because you're a part of them, um, just like skip ahead the next 30 seconds. So United States, the United Kingdom, India, Bulgaria, Jamaica, Russia, 
Belgium, Italy, Australia, which is climbing up on the board. So good for you, Australia. Um, El Salvador, Nigeria, Sweden, Germany, Albania, Canada, Cuba, Spain, Mexico, Norway, the Philippines, and South Africa. So hello to everybody. Thank you so much for being here. It still blows my mind that we have listeners in other countries. I don't, my brain can't wrap around that, but we're glad to have you. Um, Hello to everyone in the United States and a big shout out to our top three. You guys have been consistent, um, like holding down the fort. So in first place, we have Florida and then California and then Washington. So hello. Um, I don't know who is in Washington, but we're glad to have you. Um, and then to everyone in Massachusetts, Georgia, Illinois, Texas, New York, Pennsylvania, Arizona, climbing up on the list. So thank you. Uh, Arizona, not that we're hating, but just a little bit. Um, <laughs> Michigan, Tennessee, Colorado, Nevada, South Carolina, Kansas, Wisconsin, Kentucky, North Carolina, Virginia, Indiana, Utah, Maryland, Minnesota, Montana, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, the District of Columbia, Iowa, New Jersey, New Mexico, and Ohio. So hello to everyone in the United States. Very quick stats. Um, I didn't have a chance to do fun uh, fun stuff, but hi hi. We're all we're all here. And just to put it out there, um, we do we we forgot to mention it when we do our outros on like here's where you can find us. If you don't know, we have a Patreon and a patron. Just so you're all aware, and I bring this up because. Shannon is doing her Christmas unboxing from me, which is what's going to be um, posted to Patreon and Patreon. So if you are um, a member there, which nobody is. So when you are, you get all this extra footage from like unboxings and special episodes that no one else has access to. So check those out. Um, all those links are always in the comments below or in the description. So we're very excited. I'm very excited for her to open it because if you didn't see the birthday episode, which you didn't, you're missing out. So. Yeah. I, That's what I got. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I'll ever compete with that idea that I had because it was the most amazing thing ever. But well, I have already to do know it I have some things in the works. So I'm hoping to, especially when I get to see you in the next coming month, that we'll get to do a lot of really fun things. Yeah, so we'll get to do a, a birthday episode together for your birthday. Yes. Which I'm super excited for because I already have your present and I'm super excited to give it to you, so. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, who do you want to do first? Do you want to do yours first or do you want to do mine first? Go first. I like what? our normal rotation of flow. Okay. Well... I apologize in advance to everybody listening. It's going to seem kind of, certain things are going to seem like a little jumbled a little bit. So we pre-recorded a couple episodes last time we met, and I've decided that the one I'm recording for today is actually going to be the, the next one, basically. So instead of bringing out the one I did previously, I'm going to do this one instead, because you'll see why. <laughs> it's going to make a lot of sense, considering what's coming up in these next couple of days for us. So as we're recording right now, it's just a few days away, you know, obviously the big thing being Christmas. So, you know, it's a definitely different Christmas for both Darcy and I this year. Um, but I wanted to bring some fun to it and some real creep factor because it's me. I mean, I'm weird and I'm, and I like that kind of stuff. So 
Uh, I ended up finding an article on, like I said, my favorite website, which is all that is interesting. It actually came out this year. It's by Austin Harvey. Uh, I really liked the way that he had laid it out and was so detailed with it. So I actually was able to do the vast majority, in fact, almost all of my research from that article because it's just fascinating, truly. So this article is basically different folklore and tales about um, everything horrific, you know, Christmas related. Nice. So these are all creatures, um, ideas and stuff like that, that were way, we're talking way, way, way back in time and history that are very real. And the more I was reading, there's nine stories that I'll be telling you in total. Some are shorter than others. Um, like I said, just keep in mind that this, these were things that were actually believed and taught, basically. And it's mind-blowing. It's funny. It's creepy. And it's going to leave you going like, what the fuck? So, I mean, as we all know, Christmas has definitely changed and evolved over the years. Um, very different from past beliefs. And, of course, like almost everything and every holiday we celebrate, a lot of it stems back from pagan beliefs and pre-Christianity and mythology. So as much as churches and like the like uh, Catholic is like people and Christianity and all religions basically will try to claim that, you know, this holiday was based off of this religion. You know, in all reality, it's not most of the time, like and I'd say like 90 percent of the time. So most holidays are actually, like I said, based off of pagan beliefs that are somehow kind of like skewed and twisted and turned around to modernize like ideals and stuff like that. So um, do you know of any folklore creatures or anything like that that are from pagan belief, Darcy? From pagan belief? Uh, I don't know if I know them from pagan belief, but the first one comes to mind is Krampus. So that's so that like the one that's, that I think about, but I know it's not pagan. That's like German. I think that's the German, German one. Oh, I will educate you on him too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he is one of them. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of creatures similar and definitely different that I'll be talking to you about. Um, and some of these two you'll see, um, not necessarily revolved truly around Christmas per se, but a lot too around winter solstice, which was another topic I was originally going to do. Um, but that's a whole like whole world of like really digging into like history and getting really in depth with mythological things and stuff like that. Because when winter solstice is just it's a whole beast. That would did be notice, maybe another did topic. You notice how, did you notice the spike in like winter solstice coming back? Like people are like, I'm not celebrating this American holiday, like this consumerism holiday. I'm just going to go back to celebrating winter solstice. Have you seen that on social media? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I don't disagree with it because when you really learn about what winter solstice is and some of those traditions, it's more like, to me, it's actually more spirituality based than anything because it, it revolves around you know, death and ancestry and understanding, you know, the return of life and light and all that kind of stuff. And to me, it, I mean, it, it has a lot more meaning now than a lot of what we celebrate this day and age, you know, 
because it is very consumer-based. It is, you know, very commercial, you know, whereas the whole winter solstice belief is more about nature and spirits and souls and stuff like that, which I, I like that. You know, I think, I think it's a healthy thing to incorporate both if that's what you want to do. It's not wrong, you know, because, you know, we grew up, especially as a generation where Christmas is Christmas and it'll always be Christmas. But to have another side, another aspect to believe in is not wrong, you know. So I, I'm totally all here for it. Yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't know anything about winter solstice until like this year. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh, wow, now it's everywhere. Now that's also the algorithm. Like you watch one video. So here's everything. <laughs> Yeah. You said it. This one audio. So now we're going to play all the audios just like that, just so you know. Yes. Exactly. A thousand percent. And also, this is a side note um, to everybody, including myself, that thought that once I got a TikTok, because I did get a TikTok, that I would fall down the rabbit hole. I haven't actually. And I also think it's because I'm still super new to TikTok that my algorithm isn't fine tuned yet to the things that I like. But I, I'm probably more in the Instagram real rabbit hole and I can feel the Gen Z's like, ugh, millennials. But I just don't think that my, my new TikTok algorithm has refined itself enough for me to do that. So while I would like to praise myself on not falling down the TikTok rabbit hole for two hours a day, I just don't think I'm tuned enough yet. So I'll keep you posted. You don't care, but I'll keep you posted. Honestly, like me having both, like all, I, I I don't know. So I love Instagram and the fact that the most hilarious random shit I find is usually on there. That literally just makes me laugh. And whereas TikTok, I don't know if it's just, like I said, if you're saying like my algorithm is just a little bit off to you on that one, it tends to be like more like the serious aspect of things, which isn't bad sometimes, you know, but sometimes I really just want to look at the most random dumbass videos I can fucking find. And it's going to be on Instagram reels. Yeah. Oh. Like, and usually I send them to you, so. <laughs> it all comes full circle, but please continue. <laughs> <laughs> Off the side note. Um, okay, so, and you guys bear with me. This is going to be another one of those episodes where I will struggle a little bit with um, language because I don't know how to say a lot of these words and I'm going to do my best, so please don't judge. <laughs> So my first story is called um, The Great Mare of Welsh Folklore. So it's called, the name of it is called, I think it's called Mary, like M-A-R-I is how it's spelled, but I, I'm going to say Mary, or it might be Mari for all I know. And um, the last word being, it's, it's spelled L-W-Y-D, so wide or lid, lid? L-W-I-D? Y-D. Y-D. I would, I'm Lloyd, that's where or my brain goes. Yeah. Mary. We're going to call it Mary. <laughs> Mary. Okay. So in South Wales, which fun fact, I guess I'm part Welsh, according to my dad. <laughs> uh, fun fact of that. Um, old folk tales speak of a creature known as the Mary Lied or Lid, which is a shrouded being with a skeletal face of a horse and glowing eyes. So picture that. Um, the Mary Lid is said to have liked rhyme schemes. So what would happen during winter solstice is that it would venture out and find various little homes and cottages that seem to be having, you know, a celebration for the, the, the season. 
he would knock on the door, he or she, whatever the creature was, um, would knock on the door and basically stand there in the doorway to whoever answered the door and in a, in essence start rhyming like almost like um like a riddle so they liked rhyme schemes is what it was called and if the person played along and they were able to figure out the rhyme scheme or say back something within the rhyme itself along the lines that that was from what i gathered they would essentially win and by winning the creature would offer food and drinks and various things like that the creepy aspect is is you here's this this thing that shrouded creature with the head of a literally the skull of a horse staring at you if you lost it then entered your home and decided to eat your food and drink for god knows how long so i could just imagine nowadays if that were to happen i open up my door and here's this thing trying to riddle to me i'm probably half drunk off of wine and i'm gonna be like well i lose get the fuck in you know Enter in, because I am not going to be able to compete with that. Here's this creature in the corner of my house, drinking all my wine and meat and cheeses off my charcuterie. Is that so far-fetched from a fat man eating your cookies and drinking your (laughs) milk? (laughs) I just like, and people believe this thing actually happened. Maybe it did, who knows? I mean, this is way back in the day, for all we know. Like I said, I'm a firm believer that a lot of these stories and these creatures had to come from something. Um, so they said it wasn't like necessarily on a specific day that this would occur for them. It would be at some point in between like usually the Christmas time and like the New Year's Eve time. Um, the actual like origin of it, besides it just being a Welsh thing, is kind of up for debate. In any case, though, I mean, that's just creepy. Like the belief that this skeletal thing is going to enter my home and try to riddle with me. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with that. Yeah, I just, I'm like, I would give up instantly. I have no game in that sense. Don't answer the door. (laughs) Yeah, but can it enter through the door? I don't know. Like, is it like a vampire? Does it need to be welcomed in? Just like knocks on the window. It's like. (laughs) Open the door. (laughs) Oh gosh. You see it on your ring camera. Hello. Oh, no thanks. Oh, I would just think to like black eyed kids and I'm like, I don't know why I went that way, but like, could you imagine black eyed kids on your ring camera? Fuck out of here. But that's amazing. I really want to Google that now. I want to be like creepy things found on ring cameras reported. Dude, you I know there's gotta one. be a whole slew of things. Dude, there's probably a whole fucking TikTok and like subreddit to that. Like just out of total randomness i was part of the reason why i didn't sleep well last night is i started watching scary shit uh about things in people's homes or beating on their doors and it scared me but anyway there was this one ring cam footage this dude he's like my parents are visiting us their ring camera went off and he's go he's like look i'm gonna show you she shows the footage there's nothing but he rewinds the footage and then you see a person when he rewinds it, you see them walking on the sidewalk past his parents' house, and then he slows it down even more. He's like, but whatever this thing is, it has four legs. So it has four legs, and then he's like, so you see him rewind it, and then he plays it, and there's nobody, and then he, re- and as he's rewinding it, then you see the person. Weird. 
that's fucking weird and then there was like another one of like some dude like walking up to somebody's porch and like he jiggled the doorknob and he was like looking in the window and then he like looked at the camera and started like waving like that kind of creepy shit and then like kind of walked off and then you see the owner run out the front door with a golf club and (laughs) looking for this dude and I was like more balls than me homie I would not be doing that at all also lock your fucking doors that's the PSA that those tell you a little bit side tangent, but did you ever hear about the story of the dude in Arizona that was doing a turning door like to the ring cameras? He was purposely like walking up to homes with like a ring camera. This is like when like ring doorbells first came out and were like first a thing. No, but it had been like his fetish or something like that. But he would ring the camera so like, the camera was recording, and he'd walk up to it and then like just start licking it. Ew. Yeah. And making like crude faces and like I swear it was all over the fucking news. This guy just like is like his like I said, it's like a fetish of his to like be recorded like licking things. Ew. I hope he got COVID. Like it's mean to say, but like (laughs) it was like a chick who licked the toilet seat on an airplane. And then she was surprised she got COVID. It was like, really, Becky? Like, really? You're surprised? The thing people do that is Anywho, so that's my first little fun story. That was a, a Welsh tradition, as you could say, I guess, or believe. The I'm next one I'm going to tell you about is literally the title of it is The Greek Christmas Goblins Trying to End the World. Okay, I'm, I'm listening. I'm thoroughly <laughs> intrigued. <laughs> um, so I guess back in the day, Christmas was more of like a prolonged celebration. Oftentimes, like I said, it's probably because you really were kind of meshing the two between that and winter solstice, which is like a prolonged period of celebration. Um, And it's, I'm not even going to try to say what this name is. I'm going to, I'll just do it once. I'll just do it once. It's Holly Kansa Roy. I don't know. It's like 12 letters though. And then none of it makes sense. It's Greek. <laughs> we'll just Got say it. that. It says, so during the 12 days of Christmas, um, this thing, this thing that starts with the letter K, we'll just say that, may emerge from the home, from their homes in the center of the earth, basically. So they're goblins that come from the center of the earth to wreak havoc and cause mischief after the sun sets. So during the winter solstice, pretty much, or Christmas season. Um, it says these foul, ugly beings would break into your home urinate on your plants, cause your food to spoil, smash some furniture, and generally be a, pro- a proper nuisance if you're not careful. What did the How plants ever do to these fucking goblins is all I have to say, okay? Yeah, I mean, first of all, disrespect to the plant, but how do you, how are you not careful? You, how do you goblin-proof your house? Like, I will tell you, actually. So the legend claims that these creatures, these goblins, will roam the roam the earth between Christmas Day and about like January 6th. So like I said, more like that winter solstice period. Um, so during this time, they say that their belief was that Earth's waters are allegedly unbaptized or unclean, therefore allowing these goblin creatures to come up from the center of the earth to damage whatever they possibly can. And so their descriptions are, you know, they're, they kind of widely vary somewhat uh, between different historical writings and whatnot. 
So they are ugly human-like creatures with iron clogs, like short, hairy goblin, monkey-armed, cleft-hooved, kind of just, if you can imagine a goblin creature, you know. Um, they're just hideous, basically, is the commonality of there. Um, then, of course, they reside in the quote-unquote underworld or hell, possibly, whatever they believe. Um, apparently, their diet consisted of unsavory items such as insects, snakes, mice, and, like, rotten fruit. Um, they were supposedly servants of the devil. They feared things like holy water, religious icons, and fire. Which maybe that makes me a servant of the devil. I don't know. I'm just kidding. They fear fire. <laughs> yeah, which didn't make, make sense to me because I'm like, you would all the common beliefs of like hell would be like fire, right? And they so maybe that's why they feared the, the fire the because they finally got away from it. You know, don't know. Um, so they also supposedly would take commands from a creature they call their mother, which creepy there. Anything called their mother, you know, and you know, telling them to do. Nasty things just creeps me out. Um, and supposedly, if you didn't, you weren't right that year, or you did bad things, you would be basically subject to any kind of their mischievous deeds. Um, so, in order to protect herself from these said goblins that are trying to ruin the world or you know take over the world, peeing on your plants. Yep, and urinating on your plants. Um, Greek families would. I don't understand the logic. This would hang a lower jaw of a pig behind the front door or like um, in the fireplace area uh -huh. where they light a fire or <laughs> this one got me too. They they would hang a tangled strand of flax, which I'm assuming is kind of like a string is from what I gather, because basically what this would do was cause the dim-witted quote-unquote creatures to sit there instead of entering your home and urinating on your plants and destroying all your things, would sit there and count the threads instead of entering your home. Because apparently it's just their hobby, I guess. That was their... A whole week outside. <laughs> that was their thing. They, oh, sticks, let me, or strands. Let me just count all these things. And then they waste all their time that they had on this precious earth instead of, you know, and sit there and count strings. But, okay. um, so, but they said the surest way, Darcy, to protect yourself from these goblins that are trying to urinate on your plants is to light a fire and and what you would put into this fire would be an old leather shoe so the oldest leather shoe you could possibly find um for extra protection i mean i don't know if it's because of the smell factor maybe burning but leather. yeah burn your old leather shoes in a fire and you won't have goblins from urinating on your plant does the fire have to be in your house or can it just be a fire in general i think it has to be in your house in order to protect your house I feel like it would so kill people like, in the house. Huh? I feel like it would kill things in the house. Like that's a that's a smell. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a very distinct smell. Apparently it wards away goblins though, you know. It's one way it's just like vampires don't like garlic, apparently. So Okay, but hear me. I out. guess it's smelly, smelly things. What if you waited with a tennis racket? I don't know. I and don't then know how, when the how goblin is caught, are. I mean, I don't know if they wear pants, but if they're caught theoretically or metaphorically with their pants down, taking a whiz in your plant, you know what I mean? Just like just tennis racket to the dome. Yeah. I mean, are they small? I don't 
Do they? Well, look they like said them? they're like monkey-like creatures. So I'm imagining they're kind of smaller. Because, like, I just I know it says there was a goblin, and goblins and gremlins are different, but I just can't help but think of the movie Gremlins, and that's what I think of in terms of size. Just tennis racket to the face. Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. Or just find yourself an old other shoe to burn and then you'll have to fumigate your house afterwards. But you won't have goblins, so. Good old Greek mythology. <laughs> uh, the next story I'm going to tell you about is, of course, the one and only Krampus. So Krampus is the Christmas devil who brings season's beatings. Not greetings, beatings. So, of course, we've all heard of the movie Krampus, and that's really gained a lot of the popularity in the recent times, the recent years. Um, but it's been going on for a really long time. Like, this has been the one that's kind of, like, really stuck true throughout the years, um, even before the movie. Um, so, I know you were saying that you, you heard it was more of, like, a German thing. And it's... The countries themselves are very close anyways, um, but technically it's Austrian, which, fun fact, I'm also Austrian, so, you know, I just have all the creep factors in me, you know, um, but it was based more in Austria, but of course, Germany and Austria being so close, it really is similar, basically the same. Um, so, of course, Krampus is a devil with goat's hooves. One of the, one of the articles I read, though, too, said that it actually had one foot was like a hoof. And then the other one was a, like a foot. So they said that you would be able to hear it coming because you'd hear, you wouldn't really hear it, but it'd be like a soft foot basically. And then also you hear like the clamp of like our clock of a hook. So it was like alternating. Um, and of course, it had the pointed horns and a very distinct, like we've all seen, like the long snake like tongue that like hangs out. Um, it roamed through at this time frame. It was called the Tyrolean Mountains. And it's in like the Alps, basically, which is in Austria and Germany, kind of. Um, with his, it's, I think it's Perkton, Perkton, which Perkton. So it's like P E R C H T E N, Perkton, which is an army of nasty, foul tempered elves. So he had a little army of elves who so delighted in punishing it. children. They what? Delighted in punishing children. Fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the evening of Krampusnacht, or December 5th, so it's an actual holiday, um, Krampus ventures home to home with his companions, um, the little elves that like to punish children, and of course, not only but St. Nicholas himself, so Santa. Him and Santa were buddies. They actually really were. Um, so yeah, they hung this? out, they went home to home, and basically we're trying to figure out which kids were naughty and which were nice, you know, which they kind of already knew, but they decided, you know, we're just going to do this together, you know, because maybe maybe a household had one nasty kid and one good kid, so they got to both be there. Makes the dream work, baby. Yeah, yep. You got, you can't have good without evil, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so he would be the in charge of punishing the nasty children. So his favorite weapon of choice, or really his only weapon of choice, was a, basically a bunch of branches, which were birch branches. So birch tree branches that he used as a whip. So that's his fun thing to carry around. He also had a bag, because if you're really bad, 
he would actually steal the children, shove them into a bag, and take them with him. And if you don't know Meanwhile, what the other term for a birch branch is, kids, that's called a switch. If your parents yes. are from the South, they got a switch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Yes. yes, he did. He likes to, he, he loved that as a weapon. He loved it. Um, but of course, you know, Santa was there too because, you know, he wanted to pass out gifts and whatnot while his buddy over there was building out the punishment. You know, they both got their enjoyment. Um, so naturally the threat of Krampus coming basically was the use that these parents had to basically make their kids behave. And throughout these stories that I'm telling to the entire time, I'm thinking, I'm like, the things that you tell your kids to get them to behave. I mean, it gets dark. I mean, back then, I mean, I'd, I'd be surprised if kids were so naughty. I'm like, there's no way. Like, you're you're literally terrified the ever-loving shit out of them with some of these stories. And it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, of course, he actually is a pagan symbol, believe it or not. Um, I was half right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were. Mm-hmm. So nowadays, we've all kind of, I don't know if you've seen videos of it, too, that ever get posted. But there's something called, like, the Krampus Parade. So mm-hmm. it's like an event that goes on on December 5th where um, like towns that start, like have a lot of belief in like pagan beliefs will like most of the male population will dress up as Krampus. And it's like a big tourist thing too. So you see people like visiting these countries around this time of year. You line up the streets and you watch all these like disgusting looking like horned creatures, you know, these masks that are like so detailed and intricate that take months to build and make they roam the streets like literally just trying to scare the shit out of everybody and the fun fact is that i didn't realize this but they literally will bring their own switches to literally beat the shit out of people they say that it's more or less like during the parade they'll hit you but it's more like in the legs you know to kind of like scare you or get you to run because you know they get enjoyment out of that um, but yeah, so there was like one tourist was like, yeah, I literally have like welts on my legs because they, they weren't fucking around. But there's masochists. That's what's happening. Is that, yeah. it's masochists, right? Wait, is that doling out who, wait, hold on. Is the masochist the one who likes being in, have being pain inflicted or inflicting the pain? I'm going to Google it. I think they're the ones that like to have the pain. Because isn't the sadist the one that likes to dole out oh, the pain? Oh, you're probably right. Sadist. A person who derives pleasure, especially sexual gratification, from inflicting pain. Okay, so yeah. everyone who dresses up as Krampus in those parades is a sadist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but supposedly, with like historical facts and stuff like that, they believe Krampus kind of originated because the descriptions of what he looks like as um like a I guess there is a son of like a Norse goddess um of underwear of the underworld was her name was Hel like H-E-L not H-E-L-L um that was their belief that she was like this goddess down there and that was her son basically is Krampus so that's that's where they think it kind of started at but you know it's it's hard with how deep history goes back but no, you know. I kind of love that though. Like if Santa and Mrs. Claus are in the North Pole, 
right? And they have all their good little elves. And then you have like, her name is Hal and she's like from like down below. And then she has her son Krampus and like they're demon elves. I kind of love the contrast. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he does have elves with him just like Santa does. I didn't think of that. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Elves were the ancient version of, you know, Bruce minions back in the day. Mm-hmm. Every evil, evil person has them. For every, I should say, important being. Um, so we'll go into a little lesser known one, my next story. Um, it's called The Christmas Scarecrow That Terrorized Parts of France. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go. This one I can't say. Its name was Hans Trapp. So in the 1400s, there lived a wealthy and powerful man named Hans Trapp, who was well known and feared in the French regions of Alsace Alsace and Lorraine. More than anything else, Trapp desired power, and so the tale goes, he made a deal with the devil to get it. Of course. Because who else? So news of Trapp's bargain began to spread quickly, however, and drew attention of none other than the Pope, of course, you know, because Pope knows everything, who then excommunicated Trapp and confiscated his wealth, land, and banishing him from Alsace, which is where he lived. So there's this man who had everything because he made a deal with the devil. People found out he lost everything. Um, so Trapp made his new home in a Bavarian mountains in Germany, um, festering his evil desires and eventually acquiring a longing for the taste of human flesh. So one real extreme there. Zero to 100 real quick. Straight to cannibalism. Um, Got it. Yep. Yep. Lose everything, turn to cannibalism. Got it. Understand Hoping mechanism, I guess, for him. Very you unhealthy say? one. I said a coping mechanism, I guess, for him. He seems his coping mechanisms seem to be like it's either black or white. There's no gray. Yeah. And he doesn't listen to his therapist, is basically <laughs> what I'm hearing. <laughs> he needs a therapist, is what it is. He needs priest. It's just, it's the the priest excommunicated him, so he doesn't have one. So, you know. So the story goes is one day a young boy passed by a seemingly normal scarecrow just on the side of the road when suddenly. It sprang to life because it was really Hans Trapp, just disguised as a third crow, and grabbed him. Trapp in his disguise then stabbed the boy in the stomach with a sharpened stick and dragged the lifeless body back to his mountain lair. There, he sliced up the boy's body into pieces and roasted it over a fire. In a, in a stroke of divine intervention, however, Trapp never got to feast on the human body meat of that little boy because, well, none other than lightning took his life. Fucking Zeus for the win. He was like, okay, so Pope, you're not doing what we needed you to do. We gave you the breadcrumbs. We gave you the crumbs. You're not a Mm -hmm. detective. Understood. So now I got to intervene. We got to cross channel religions here. This is why Zeus is such a dick. He's like, no one can do it. Like no one can just do their job. Let's all let's all take a moment to realize that Zeus has the biggest ego out of any any god or being. Truly, one day I will cover Zeus, and it's literally going to be it'll be epic because, of course, you know it's Zeus, and that's all he ever can be is epic. 
Can we just have? Can we just have like a spinoff of like Shannon's Greek mythology? Because bruh, I fucking love Greek mythology, and you could just do like a whole a whole year's worth of material. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I said, I started to 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 slowly dip into the whole cryptids, you know, and then I'll and then I'll take everybody on another little ride down the whole mythological Greek mythology train, you know. Because yep. I mean there's Greek gods galore. Or I could even go on the Nordic train too every once in a while because those are fun too. Did you about what was <laughs> I gonna say? I was gonna say something else. Holy oh oh because i'm making all these references okay so killer scarecrow kind of sounds like jeepers creepers so maybe they got some inspo for jeepers creepers from this cannibalistic guy and you know what that was a waste like this is gonna be a little morbid sorry not sorry but like that kid died for no reason more so because he shouldn't have been killed yep but when you talk to cannibals as if I talked cannibals. When people talk to cannibals, they a lot of them are very like they have strict rules and feelings about the people they kill and the meat, quote quote, that they they really want to like honor it, right? And so this dude kills this kid, and then he's smited down by Zeus, and Zeus was like, "Fuck you!" And so then the kid, there's nothing nothing oh. yep yep that poor kid and i mean i've never been a fan of scarecrows either because they're just creepy to begin with but i also don't go into corn mazes you know why because children of the corn don't fuck yeah. with it i mean i would never get close enough to a scarecrow for it to grab me to begin with long story short i will look at it from afar Yes. From a very far. Mm-hmm. That's about it. So be fearful of the Christmas scarecrows. They might be human trying to eat you. Yep. On to the next one. This one is called St. Nicholas's Cannibalistic Friend, also known as the Whipping Father. Let me tell you, Santa has some friends. That's what I was thinking. Got lots of friends. Don't know how I feel about low places, friends, but... if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, this this is yet again another one of um, Santa's less savory friends. His name is I'm going to say Pierre, but I think it's I think it's not really it's not spelled Pierre, but it looks like it's P E R E with a little hyphen thing over the E. Hey, yeah. Pewitard or Pewitard. But we're just going to call him Father Whipper because that's easier. That's also what he's known as. Um, he's basically just, like I said, another of those anti-Santas who's actually a friend of Santa. Um, because Santa can only be the one. He's the only Santa. So, you know, his friend's got to be the actual opposite. So. Um, so there are several legends that speak of Father Whipper. But one of the most common ones was originating somewhere around, I think, 1150 it is. And it involves an evil butcher that becomes basically the father whipper. He kidnapped basically three children, as how the story goes. Um, he murders them, slits their throats, these three children, carves their meat up, and places it to rest in a salt bath. Because, you know, you got to get that meat nice and tender. Pickling. Um, Understood. 
St. Nicholas shows up to this butcher shop trying to buy some meat. Um, and of course, the butcher in his head, he's like, I'm going to trick Santa. I'm going to get some of this meat of these kids and feed it to him. But Santa being, you know, Santa, he sees the meat before even tasting it. He's like, I know what this is. You nasty butcher. Um, so instead, with all of his wisdom, Santa resurrects these three children, sends them back to their homes, and in his kind of sympathy-ish, Santa decides to then offer the mad butcher redemption. So the murderer then turns into basically Santa's little sidekick, becomes Father Whipper, who is now a traveling companion of Santa's who goes from house to house to visit those said bad children that Santa doesn't really want to give gifts to. Um, he's depicted as a disheveled old man in black robes with long, dark hair, holding basically like a, a switch, too, is what I imagine, which he prepared to use on any misbehaving children he and his good friend Santa Claus may come across. Hey, so Santa's Jesus? Is that what I'm getting from this? He brings mm -hmm. kids back to life and offers redemption to the bad guy? Mm-hmm. Yep, Santa has those powers. Apparently. But now maybe he doesn't. Maybe because of the new Santa Claus, just like how I think of like Santa Claus the movie. Maybe that old Santa, the original Santa, had those powers, but then like he fell off of a roof and then there's a new Santa Claus. Yeah, well, maybe because uh, our uh, God had some explaining to do and he didn't feel like doing it. So smite me down, Zeus. He's like... Zeus, you got to call in a favor, bro. So can you just like that one? Yeah. Santa's out of hand. He can't have this many powers. Yeah, so we just, make a new one. Yeah. So we're going to get Tim Allen to just like replace that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. So Literally. Yeah, um, I think that same Santa also had, you know, those other unsavory friends. It was the original Santa that we just, we don't really talk about him anymore. We don't talk about Santa. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, on to the next one. This one's going to get a little fun. I am also not even, I'm not even going to attempt this one um, because it's just, it's not happening. It's an Icelandic name and there's a whole bunch of dots over letters that I don't know how to even pronounce. So, um, but we're going to call it the Yule Cat. Ooh, the Yule okay. <laughs> The Yule Kitty. So, I bet you John knows that word because he used to live there. I bet you he knows that word. Yeah. It's also known as the Icelandic monster that eats children. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, of course, because, you know, all those bad children out there, <laughs> they get all the punishment. Right, because there's only bad children. There's not bad adults. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the legend of the Yule Cat is a creature that towers over forests, homes, and prowls about Iceland, or Iceland, I should say, on Christmas night in search of bad children to devour. So you ask yourself, how does a cat know when a child is bad or not? Well, Darcy, back then, I guess the common gift to give your children when they finished all their chores around Christmas season was clothes, which I mean, I think it's kind of funny because I know, especially Jack's the six-year-old that I was living with too, um, hated getting clothes 
I think every child does. They open up a box and it's like, oh, it's a pair of pants. But mind you, back in the day, so when children received clothes, that meant that they did all their chores on time. They were good kids. So they got a new pair of clothes because, you know, in fact, then you probably really didn't have that many. So when the Yule Kitty decides to go prowling about, he sees that, oh, this child got a new pair of pants or a new shirt. They must have been good, good kids. I'm not going to eat that one. So the old kitty goes around to find people that are not getting those new clothes and basically eats them, just devours them. Um, let's see, where was I? Oh, so if it's not creepy enough, there's a giant cat running, roaming around Iceland. Let me just tell you about its owner. So the Yule Cat's owner is a monster giantess named Gryla, who has an equally twisted appetite, and her 13 ghoulish sons, also, of course, called the Yule Lads, fitting, are always close at hand with the Yule Kitty. So moving on to my next story, kind of rolls into this one. It's called Gryla and the Yule Lads, the child-eating giants of Iceland. Because, of course, the cat would eat them, too, you know? It's a whole little happy family. So, in some stories, Gryla is a troll, an ogre, or a giantess. Um, but most certainly, she's always just evil and ugly in any way, shape, or form. Classic um, villain. Yeah, classic villain. So legend maintains that throughout the year, Gryla listens. This is how she knows. She can listen to the whispers of all the children in the world, collecting information about children who misbehave. So when winter comes, Gryla leaves her cave and sets out to find her victims. So around this time of year, so around winter solstice, her appetite is insatiable to say. She gathers up all the bad children she could possibly find, stuffs them into a large sack, which I always find it kind of ironic because, you know, Santa has a sack, too, full of presents. All, all these nasty little creatures and beings have their sacks of children. Um, back at her lair, she then dumps the children into a large pot and boils them into a stew, which fills her up long enough until next winter. So you have a whole other year to make sure you keep that little mouth of yours shut and stay good until she's going to come find you again. Or find you, I should say, not again, because you'd already be dead. So living with Gryla in her cave are her husband, which, quote-unquote, is a pathetic troll, Lepaldi. That makes so much sense. She's this domineering, you know, oh, yeah. authoritarian woman, and her husband's name is, like, Jerry, and he's in accounting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's how I see it, too. She's just like this, like, feed me. Give me my stew that I made last year. It is almost time. Shut up, Jerry. Just bring it. Yeah. <laughs> and then she has her 13 sons, you know. Those are those are riot, collectively known as the Yule Lads. Makes them sound so innocent. So, I mean, the one good thing about the Yule Lads is um, they, they don't really like the taste of human flesh. It's not their thing. Oh, that's nice. So apparently, you know, cannibalism is not a genetic trait, so. Must have got it from cool. their father. Yeah, definitely from the father. 
But over the years, they've become less scary. and They're kind of more just annoying and kind of creepy. So I'll tell you about the things that they like to do. So some of their foul off-putting behaviors include tormenting sheep, drinking milk straight from the cow's udders, licking spoons, slamming doors, and peeping into windows. And what? Peeping into windows. You know, offense, you lads, but you gotta kind of have to step your game up. <laughs> yeah. So a big creepy. The rest is a little benign. I don't think the cow is upset. Just gonna say it. <laughs> it's more just like one of those things that just makes you uncomfortable. Just the thought. I mean, leave my sheep alone, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, poor poor sheep. What do they ever do to you? They're just so soft and fluffy. Yeah, they just want to be shaved for the wool and grow it again next year. Yeah, yeah. So supposedly, though, I mean, truly, if you were ever to actually Google search Gryla and find images that were truly illustrated of her back way, way long time ago, they are frightening, truly. There is one that I saw that literally is this, it, you can kind of tell, I guess, it looks like a woman witch kind of preacher thing. This giant being literally holding in her hands an infant, like in a diaper. And it's like blood coming out of her mouth and like a section of its entire body just missing. People would hand these out as postcards. As postcards? Yeah. Little images, you know? Show their kid, like, look. You don't go shear the sheep on time. Gryla's gonna come get you. Gryla, how do you spell that? I'm I'm totally googling this. How do you spell that? G R Y L A. G R Y. We can't type. I need to be traumatized. Is she pretty? No. Um, well, that's just, I mean, if she was pretty, I could totally understand it. Oh, I see the one with the baby. Yeah. It's giving me the nun vibes. That's what I was thinking, too. Ew. Okay. Yeah. And the mom was just in the doorway, like, oh, damn it. I was going to say this of like, <laughs> could you imagine being the parent who just parted a little too hard and they were like, oh, fuck, the pants are in the trunk. Shit. <laughs> Shit. and then tommy's gone there's no tommy for christmas and you're just like okay so we're not going to talk about this yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so uh yeah so oh, images of gryla were actually banned because they were considered a scare tactic i'm like i think all of these have been scare tactics pretty truly. some of these are pretty nightmare worthy yeah the things parents literally did in order to get their children to listen. It would be, I don't even know how to like phrase it, like how off-putting I think it would be to modern people nowadays. Now you just turn the Wi-Fi off. Or change <laughs> yeah. the password. Yeah, literally. Oh gosh. 
Nope, nope. Before you just show horrific images that would cause nightmares for probably the rest of their lives and, you know, trauma. Now just show them a woman eating a baby. That's fine. My thing is like, how is that baby whispering that they're doing bad things? It's a baby. I mean, Stewie's it's- a baby. <laughs> Pretty sure Stewie would have gotten eaten a long time ago too. Stewie could kick her ass. <laughs> he'd be like listen you nun bitch <laughs> yeah like i would see an instant like peter griffin chicken fight with like stewie and this lady oh yes they should definitely do that <laughs> but i digress but yes the trauma the trauma i mean there's tons of trauma everywhere <laughs> yeah I mean, you know, you wonder like how many murders and shit and mass murders and cannibalism was a thing, um, probably because you raised your children to believe that demons and creatures were going to come eat them at any given time. And here's the creepy thing. I bet you there was probably someone who took advantage of that and was like, so if I just kidnap this kid during this time frame, literally no one's going to do anything about it. They're just going to blame fucking Gryla. Or the cat. Or Krampus. Or the cat. Or I already said that. But whatever. Anyway. <laughs> I yes. digress. Yeah. The scarecrow too, you know. The scarecrow, scarecrow too. Yeah. Shit. Blame Santa. I don't care. Like He brought like him. I said, it's awfully, it's awfully suspicious that Santa carries around a sack too, just like all these other creatures. So Santa's the masochist. I've deduced. <laughs> it's like, I think there has to be like a term, and there, there should be, that it's not necessarily that you like the pain, but you get pleasure from seeing other people in pain. Let me Google it. Google is our best friend on the podcast. Yes. Let me see. That and for me, it's like translate and how, to, how do you say this word? Facts though. Term... For someone who enjoys watching other people in pain. Like a sadomasochist, right? And say just came up. Who is not a sadist? Of course, Quora pops up. I should really want to know what's in your I search mean, history. Maybe, like, maybe I say this just kind of covers the general, like, I, like I said, I, I just feel like there should be like a different term for not watching somebody who's necessarily inflicting the pain. But watching it different. Yeah sadomasochist let's see let's see what that technically is sadomasochism also called snm deriving pleasure off blah 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 from the infliction of physical or psychological pain on another person or on oneself or both Mm. i don't know i don't think santa is a sadist or a sadomasochist i'll have to do we'll have to do some more digging to let you know 
but I don't, I need to know what the actual term is for someone who enjoys seeing other people in pain, but not the one inflicting it. Cause that's a right. sadist. Right. It has to be something different. We'll have to crack the case. Yes. Sherlock had. Let's see. Oh, I have a couple more. Only a couple more left here. My next Go. story is called the crotchety fur clad Christmas figure from Germany. Not Krampus, different one. They have multiple. Um, it's called Feltsnickel. This one I, I can't heard say. this name. Yeah. I don't so you know. know. Oh, I know where you probably heard it. I think I do too. But I don't know the, what they are. The Office? Does that ring a bell? Was it from The Office? Yep. So uh, most popularly, Dwight shows up to work dressed as a Feltsnickel. Of course. Cracking a whip in his co-workers' faces. <laughs> so it's pretty similar to Krampus, but it actually is a different folklore. So this is more in the Dutch populations, um, like from Germany and stuff like that. So actually, I guess this is a more common thing in like um, Pennsylvania because they have like a really high like Dutch population. Oh, um, so... It's like a, he's more of like a cross between like St. Nick, like the old St. Nick, which is really Santa, but, and Krampus. So like, in fact, like his name itself, so bells meaning um, fur in German and nickel referring to like St. Nicholas. Um, so he covers his face with coal and wears animal furs with large deer horns. Um, he visits children in late December to ask them if they've been good or bad. So, of course, naturally, the question is more like a formality because he's like, I already know if you've been good or bad because he knows all too. Um, so, unlike um, other companions of Santa's, he travels alone, Bell Snickle does. He doesn't have any like groupies with him, nothing like that. Um, so, how he alerts people to knowing that he's about to enter their home is he decides to just sit there and tap on the window. Oh, I don't like that. Yep. So, I mean, if you try to ignore him, this is this story actually gets into that further detail for you. He just comes in anyways. He breaks down your door. So, if you choose to ignore him, he'll just come in anyways. And supposedly he has, like, tattered clothes, fur everywhere, like, dirty. He has this, of course, like they say, gravely voice as he moves throughout the room in a spastic manner. So, I'm like, like a zombie, kind of, is from what I see. I don't know. So the one hand, of course, he has his switch because that's like the weapon of choice in the history <laughs> for children, especially. And of course, in the other, he carries actually two things. He's like, I got candies, presents, little toys in one hand or the switch in the other. Um, so he'll be like cakes and stuff like that for the good kids, you know. Uh, <laughs> but so they say if you get a visit from Bellsnickel, it usually it's before Saint Nick and Krampus come around because those are the big bad, the two oh, together, you know. So he's kind of like in the Yule tide season. If you get Bell Snickel coming to your house, like you better do some good shit over these next couple weeks. Like, I mean, bring your A game because fucking Krampus is coming. Real big. So, so Bell Snickel is Krampus's like guy. 
Yeah. Like I if I could if I could see like his like little crony, like Krampus is like just chilling over there, like on his little like throne down there. He's like, I'm so ready to go do this thing. He's like, you know what though? There's just too many. Go tell them they should be good. Like some of them will be good. And then I'll just round up the rest. No, you know and what then, like, happened? His little crony, which is Bell Snickle, just like shuffles off and like spastic. You're like, okay. No, you know what happened? Is him, this is before Bell Snickle. Him and Krampus, Santa and Krampus go to this house with identical twins. They get the twins fucking mixed up. And then they're like, fuck, we fucked up the kids. We got the wrong ones. So now for liability reasons, because now they have to have lawyers involved, they got to have a mediator. And the mediator guy has to be like, listen, okay, I put a sticky note on the door. It's this bitch, not this bitch. Don't fuck it up this time around. Like, yeah, that's what Bell Stable does. He's like, you know, he's like, you all were warned, you know? I labeled you guys, you know, you had your chance. Literally, you were warned. Those kids can't even whine and complain or nothing. I love it. Huh? <laughs> Great. That's what I'm saying. Like, these are like legit folklore things. Like, I'm like, oh my God. <sighs> Children were so fucked up back then. No wonder why they say, like, you know, <laughs> the child mortality rate was so high. Like, the amount of shit that kids had to deal with just to get to adulthood. Lord. And you wonder why they had people like, you know, Jack the Ripper out there. Probably like love Krampus. Idolized him. All right. Well, I will wrap it up here with my last little story here. It's called the belly slitting half demon Christmas witch. What a name. Oh yeah. Of course Rolls she's German right too. She's German too. Her name is Frau Perchta. It's what? Frau Perchta. So Frau, Frau Perchta. Frau in, like and German is basically like almost like our version of like Ms. or Mrs. kind of like female. Basically, it's like the what do you call it? Like the pronouns for them. So it's like female. Perchta. Perchta. Something like that. Um, so she's, of course, you know, another terrifying Christmas legend from the Alpine region of Europe. Um, a pagan goddess who creeps throughout the snow covered forests of Austria and Germany during the 12 days of Christmas. Um, she's basically, she doesn't, she's not the one that just only targets children, truly. She's like, I'm after anybody who's not doing the right damn thing, basically. Respect, um, okay. Yeah, so she's not just targeting the kids. She's after anybody and everybody. She's like, I'm um, not weird. I'll, I'll, I'll get your mom too. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, so I kind of like this one, you know. She's like, I'll slit anybody's belly. She's like, I don't have a kid. So when she learns that someone has misbehaved during the year, legend says that she enters their home as they sleep, rips open their stomach, and disembowels them. Oh. So now in that empty stomach cavity, she decides to step. She'll just, you know, she'll find what she can find. So it's usually straw, rocks, maybe some garbage, and then stitches them back up. Just like nothing happened. And then moves on to the next like nothing happened they're dead like something mm-hmm. she's like but she's gonna take the time to stitch them back up she doesn't need to leave a mess she needs to keep her surgical skills sharp like you never know when she's yeah. gonna need them yeah you know, like i said jack the ripper you know he 
He was pretty clean there. Maybe that he was her apprentice, and that's why no one caught him. Yeah. Maybe was, he was targeting all those those bad people that weren't doing the right things throughout the year. Harlot. Um, but you know, she she was kind of a strict lady though, so she would deal out punishment for across such insignificance as um they say as weaving on a day deemed sacred or feasting with too little enthusiasm. So in one story, Perkchita attends a wedding um, to which she had not been invited. So she was pretty pissed about that. She's like, wow, cool invite, bro. Um, so instead, you know, she shows up and decides to curse the bride and groom and all in attendance to live the rest of their day as wolves. The she was invited. Didn't know that. <laughs> hmm? The people at the wedding weren't involved in that. Yeah, but she wasn't invited. She did not get the invite. She was a little salty. So she doesn't just disembowel. She also likes to do curses too. That's why she's a witch, you know? She has a few talents, let's say. And then um, I guess in another story too, she decided to curse a young farmhand who I guess was spying on her. So she's like, why are you spying on me? And she curses him to be blind for the rest of his life. She didn't like it. She's she wasn't she wasn't a fan. Don't look at me. <laughs> so she's not as common, obviously, of course, as Krampus is, but I guess there is a similar celebration. Um the legend lives on on a day called Perchtenlauf, which is a mass procession full of noise making, fireworks, and people, which are shockingly generally men dressed as terrible beasts with huge horns, these perchant, or followers of Perchta, serve to frighten away the cold, evil spirits of winter by out-ugling them, basically, is their goal. So men are uglier than women. Got it. And they dress to be, like, these ugly creatures that are supposedly trying to do good by out-ugling, I guess, the evils of the world. However, yeah. logic, that, that makes sense. <laughs> I just think it's honestly to try to scare the fuck out of everybody because they get enjoyment out of it. So, which I mean, it's okay. It's fair. There's people that, you know, work in haunted houses and absolutely love it because they're kind of also the same. Um, but yeah, that kind of really sums up that article and like all the stories that I was reading. I know pretty much each one of these nine stories you can really actually get really detailed in, but I mean because there's nine of them that I talked about I knew I couldn't I had to be very kind of more on the brief side it was fun though it was more of like I said I just I was a little bit struggling trying to figure out something to talk about but it being of course it's this is actually what's going to come out on Christmas day right I mean this episode today and Sunday it comes out Chris yeah Christmas day right yeah. So, you know, if next year rolls around and you have like some bratty ass kids, now you have nine stories. You could be telling them to scare the fuck out of them to be good. Yes, absolutely. Long story short, just, you know, traumatize your child for the rest of their life. You'll have a good kid, you know, but who knows what they'll grow up to be. And also parents, it's a little too late because it's actually Christmas day, but, uh, we need to stop breaking, we need to start breaking this cycle. I mean, I'm not a parent, but we should stop breaking the cycle or start breaking the cycle of Santa giving the expensive gifts. 
let Santa give them the socks and the jeans, right? Like you give them the PS5 and the switch and the new computer. Let mm-hmm. Santa give them the rest because guess what? Santa's elves are not engineers. Okay. No. no, but you know what? If your if your child ever decides to whine and complain about getting a pair of clothes from you, fucking tell them about the yoke cow. Okay, they'll never whine and complain again. I'll take them. I love free clothes. I know. <laughs> Kids don't even know. The parents are just trying to save their lives. You know, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I hope this was enjoyable, a learning experience. Those were fabulous. I loved all of that so much. I strongly encourage, in fact, I will truly honestly do my best because it was a good one to create a video for you guys to see too or clip or reel um, just of some of the different ones that I talked about and some of their images because like I said, it it increases the, the creep factor truly because looking at some of these things, these illustrations from way back then when this was a common belief or nightmarish <laughs> yeah i'd be totally down for that do it let's do it let's do a reel or something put it on the interwebs yes i will and merry fucking christmas to everybody it has merry been a hell of a year celebrate it and if you don't hi <laughs> yeah happy holidays whatever it is that you like to say you know, I know that pretty much everybody's just, you know, this is a time for family and celebration and stuff. And of course, never forget the dark shit too, because part of history, you guys. But of course, like I said, I hope you all had fun listening to all these stories and dig into research. Never be afraid to do that because I love history and it's fascinating and very creepy most of the time. <laughs> and if you want to keep up with us, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at TAKTB Podcast on facebook at take a killer to brunch we're also on youtube at take a killer to brunch we have a patreon and patreon which i mentioned before you can find us i mean everything is also in the description or the comments below um and you can email us at takbpodcast at gmail.com or find our website at www.takekiller2brunch.com so keep up with us there. Um, and some fun news is we finally have a TikTok. So for those of you that are excited for that, that's now a thing. So do you want to tell everyone where they can find us on TikTok? So we will be posting some videos here shortly. All of our reels and everything like that will be on TikTok as well. We may actually start including some more TikTok only content as time goes on. Uh, so it's at TV podcast. That's our, we make it very simple for you guys. It's pretty much the same on all platforms. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at TAKTB Podcast. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, Thank you so much for listening because this definitely helps us achieve that 1000 download goal. And if you want to help support the show, um, the easiest way to do it is to download, share, like. Yeah, that's about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So thank you guys so much for being here. Oh, and rate, duh rate this if you can. I know Apple does that. So if you can, that'd be great. If not, that's fine. Uh, Thank you for being here. And thank you, Shannon. This was a fabulous episode. I enjoyed it very, very much. Thanks. Bye, guys. Cheers. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Cheers. Jesus Christ.